Huddle Up podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Hey, everyone in, let's go. Huddle up on three, one, two, three, huddle Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Russian three, dropping eight. Uyangalale steps up, loads and throws. It's caught. It's pitched backwards, up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. Fans on their feet. Rally towels are being waved. Brad Lidge stretches. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Eller for the draw. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We're not going to be fucking sucked this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast. We are back after our uh, week off, as the is going to be kind of the new customary piece of business as we work through the uh, football off season. But we still uh, have plenty of football topics to discuss tonight, as well as uh, some NBA, some NHL, and uh, Dave is back with us this week. And so we may have a few golf lines uh, for the Players Championship coming up uh, this uh, this weekend. Uh, obviously, one of the uh, most popular tournaments of the golf season, so we will certainly uh, be watching that and paying attention to it. So, uh, since he is the man back this week, uh, Dave, how we doing? We're doing well. Uh, happy to be back with you, you fine folks here and uh, ready to talk some sports for a little bit. But uh, all is good. A uh, little bit crazy, but all is good. Yeah, it certainly is. Sean, how we doing? A uh, little bit delayed start. Uh, we'll call it a uh you know rain delay or or what have you but uh we we are here i see you have the the shirt on obviously you can get your huddle up merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net that's the of course the main logo uh we did drop the property of line uh this week as well so head over to whatamaneuver.net find our store buy some merchandise and uh pretty comfortable it looks good yeah very uh 
very soft shirt. Very, very excited to uh, to have it and, and be rocking it. And I don't know. Hopefully, once uh, Nick settles into a uh, size he'll have for a while, maybe once we get into the three T esque uh, variety, we're right at the tail end of the twos. Uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll rally up uh, uh, one for him, and, and of course Chase on the way. A uh, little confused, uh, Dave. Dave talking about these fine fine guys or, or good looking guys. Uh, I, I didn't realize we had anyone else in the studio, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping to meet them, whoever they are. <laughs> yeah, whoever those guys are, welcome in. Whoever that good looking bunch is. <laughs> maybe he's talking about Jake. I, I wasn't Jake's looking at the. the uh, I don't have the. I don't have the video up, so I was clearly surfing Twitter at that point in time. So, oh, got you, um, got some followers. I'll say like, right now tonight, uh, Dave is the best looking one of the three of us because his camera isn't on. <laughs> so. Yeah, that helped. Well, yeah, that's the only thing helping him. I think at this point, <laughs> uh, no doubt. Well, it's good. Uh, it's good to have the crew back here on a uh, on a Tuesday night. Uh, like I like I posted the other day, we w- are transitioning to kind of a every other week thing, unless something really big pops up that that we want to jump on uh, and talk about. Make sure you're subscribed. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, make sure you uh, you are subscribed to. That's what she said. To our um, podcast <laughs> feed because uh, you know the black if, is swimming. If the uh, if the mood strikes, um, you know I, I may do kind of a quick. Uh, you know, couple minute uh, podcast drop. It won't be a video drop, so make sure you're subscribed, uh, so you don't miss anything uh, throughout the uh, throughout the year. Uh, if you're following along with us in a live video, we welcome you in and make sure you uh, give that video a like and a share. We'd appreciate that. Get as more many people in here uh, and and interacting with us as possible. So, uh, the big news, obviously, guys, uh, this week uh, breaking yesterday that the uh, Dallas Cowboys have come to a new uh, deal with quarterback Dak Prescott, four years, $160 million, 126 guaranteed, uh, could be worth up to 164 and uh, and up to six years, depending on uh, some, some years that can be exercised at the end. Um, $66 million of that uh, is in a highest ever signing bonus. Uh, this year, he will earn $75 million, uh, which is a record for a one-year uh, part of the deal, obviously, a lot of that is, is loaded into uh, that signing bonus because his uh, his hit against the cap is only around twenty two, twenty three million. Um, I saw last night uh, the the con- contract's going to average around forty two million a year. Um, he would have been he would have been owed about thirty seven and a half million uh, if he was franchise tagged, which is. Uh, where the Cowboys were likely to be headed if they didn't get this deal done. Uh, so they actually saved $15.5 million against the cap this year by getting uh, this uh, this huge deal done. Um, you know, the, So the reports were, uh, you know, prior to last season, that he wanted uh, somewhere between $35, $40 million a year. Uh, they didn't come to the terms. So they, they franchise tagged him. We know about the injury. There was reports about a week ago that he wanted um, – he wanted Patrick Mahomes money and, and he almost got it here. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess the first question is how surprised are you that, um, and, and Dave will start with you first. How surprised are you that the gamble made by Dak Prescott paid off for him, uh, with getting the new deal? So I'm not surprised because he's a, Cowboy and Jerry does some ridiculous things, um, but I'm surprised that Jerry did this after the ankle injury 
for the sheer fact that we don't know how good the ankle is going to be moving forward. Again, you, you would hope that the Cowboys did some testing of some sort to make sure that he's, you know, capable of walking, let alone running and, <laughs> and you know, cutting and all that type of stuff. But uh, the, the, the other piece is, you know, it, it's Dallas, so nothing really surprises you. But, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that he's the second highest paid quarterback in football, I believe, you know, for the average of his four years. And yet, you know, in my opinion, he's a mid-tier quarterback. That there's probably ten, ten or more guys I'd, I'd rather have quarterbacking my team if I had pick it in optimal world. So, um, I don't mind locking him up if I'm Dallas for the amount of time. I just think they overpaid. Sean, how about you? How, do you, are you um, you surprised that the gamble for Dak paid off? I'm incredibly surprised on on Dak's front. Uh, a little less. I'm kind of with Dave. Less surprised on uh, the front of the organization. I, I don't think that you're going to make that kind of commitment if you haven't been in constant or semi-constant contact with the medical staff and the, the doctors. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's not like there's been a, a run of QB signings. Uh, it, the, the surprising part is usually when you see a contract like this, it's because someone else set the standard. And, and, I mean, if you're setting the standard at Patrick Mahomes, I, I think the resume is too different uh, to count sure. that as – uh, a standard. Um, I mean, you, you had a couple guys restructure and things like that. Obviously, Tom Brady's looking at an extension. I hear word down here is um, he's very close to to extending beyond this year, and we'll see what those figures are. I'd imagine they're not going to be um, in that sort of realm. I feel like Tom's past that as far as needing to cash the paycheck. It's going to be a good amount of money. Uh, I don't think it's going to be one of those challenge the top in the in the league scenarios with his age. Right. But um, at least in Kansas City, they waited until there was a Super Bowl <laughs> to the credit. Right. Uh, at least a handful of playoff wins. And uh, last I checked, he had two legs at the time. Uh, so I'm not. Oh. I'm not real sure. I agree with it. You know, obviously, it may have been a little bit of panic in that. You know, there was a little bit of play in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes and there was a little bit of play and maybe we can go out and land a different guy and take some of the leverage away from Dak. And obviously those windows either uh, required too much to open uh, or or just weren't opening. Uh, and I think you saw this. This feels a little bit like panic, <laughs> a little bit like a, like we better lock this guy down because, you know, um, and I did see that there was the uh, 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 piece in there that. He um, he cannot be franchise tagged. Yes, uh, from what I understand, at the end of this contract, either sign me again or, or, or let me go. Yeah, it can't be tagged. There's there's obviously a, a no uh, a no trade clause that I mean, if if for some reason this deal isn't working out, and it's very front loaded because you know this year he's going to get um, seventy five million. Next year he's due around forty six. So after that, you know, you've probably already paid about two thirds um, of the contract. Uh, if it's and not, I saw, I saw Jake's quote there. The, the, the TV twelve never asked for that money. Uh, knows how to build a team. Um, the the thing with Tom Brady that's even more impressive is he didn't get that money. That money was kind of post his original contract, but he sure. got a big payday. He had his one in, in New England, his first big payday, um, locked it in, and then when it came time to make a run at another Super Bowl or five. Then, um, in order to make pieces work, he's a guy that's always restructured, and he's not the only guy that does that. But no, he um, he was immediately like, let's restructure, let's you know change where money's got. Like he was always willing to you know maybe take a little less, make a little more in a bonus, uh, that kind of thing. So, um, 
and he also yeah, he made his it also made helps his money yeah. outside. Well, and it also helps that um, he's not even the breadwinner in his family. So. I was going to say he made his money outside the NFL, like <laughs> no. in a marriage, like marrying Giselle Bunchen. That imagine helped. being imagine being the best quarterback of all time and marrying into money, <laughs> right? Like that's even the crazier part. <laughs> um, Just marrying to half the money that Brazil has. <laughs> But um, you know, for for me, you know, I I look at this contract. I, I'm I'm as a Cowboys fan, I'm happy. Um, they they got Dak under under contract, especially with as an Eagles fan, I'm also happy that you have Dak under. <laughs> well, contract. No, I'm, well, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I'm happy that his hit cap hit is not as much against Dallas as Carson Wentz's to the Eagles this year. So it it's true. Uh, we're we're all sorts of happy on on both sides. But like the and and as Dave and I were talking a little bit before we we came on air is. is the Cowboys know what they have in in Dak Prescott, and and the 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 kind of the problem is, I mean, you know that your offensive line uh, kind of needs some help. Uh, obviously, defensively needs some help, but you have C.D. Lamb, you have Michael Gallup, you have Amari Cooper, you have Blake Jarwin, you have Ezekiel Elliott, you have um, uh, the 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 backup running back Pollard. So you have all these weapons uh, on the offensive side of the ball that you know basically went this past year um you know wasted once Dak went down uh Andy Dalton gets sick with COVID and you're starting Ben Narduzzi and Cooper Rush and um you know Joe Smith the beer vendor from the from section 100 so you you went you went a whole year kind of wasting uh some unreal talent you know what you have in Dak Prescott and and you know, was is is the contract value high? It, it absolutely is. It, it, also, it's market driven. You know, two years ago, this this deal was ten fifteen dollars million dollars less. If you wait another year um, and spend thirty seven point seven million on the franchise tag, the the contract instead of being forty two million a year might be forty six million a year, forty seven million a year. And Dak. By getting hurt, almost proved his value to the team um, because he was on a record pace uh, through the first couple of uh, of games. And obviously, you're out there gunslinging because your defense can't stop anything uh, or, or couldn't, especially at the early part of the year. So, you know, the, yes, the contract's high, and I can understand why some Cowboys fans are are frustrated. But, um, you know, ultimately. You know, I, I I I think this is the right move because you can talk about how many different quarterbacks in the league that you would like to see quarterbacking the Cowboys. However, how many of those guys are realistic options? Um, you know, are you going to be able to make a deal to bring in Watson? Are you going to? Would you be able to bring in uh, Russell Wilson on a deal? And I don't think ca- the Cowboys have the capital on that team to to make a deal to bring either of those guys in. And Rodgers isn't on the move. Brady's not on the move. Uh, Mahomes, obviously, not on the move. So there's when you start to go through the list of guys that you want as your quarterback, you know, you kind of, you. I think you very quickly run out of guys uh, that you're capable of bringing in. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, I do look at this and, and, you know, then you then you do bring into question. You know, can he can he rebound from this? And yeah, I don't think you make the deal if if you're if you don't have some sort of a sign that he's going to be. I don't know if you ever get back to 100 percent after uh, you know s- snapping your ankle in the in the nature that he did. But this the injury ten years ago probably would have been near career ending. Um, you know, now he's back so. 
you know, I, I, I do think that the, the, the Cowboys were able to, to, to get him under contract when they had to. You didn't want him to go um, and cost 37 uh, against the cap uh, this year. Um, Jake here says they don't have the best O-line in the league anymore. Is that a problem uh, money-wise? And, and, and the, the, the problem with the offensive line this is another thing Dave and I were talking about is when healthy, that starting five is one of the better offensive lines in the league. It's not the best anymore, but you, you don't, you don't have, you don't have any depth. So the, the, the task on the Cowboys now between, you know, where we're sitting here at the beginning of March and when the NFL season begins is finding ways to bring in guys to add depth to your offensive line. Because you're not going to well, probably- need to because a lot of those guys, you know, you know, aging more and, and the trouble and all with offensive linemen, when you start to have injuries with your legs is they tend to reoccur, whether yes. it's, you know, season enders or even just a game here or there. The trouble with even a game here or there is you're playing patchwork, you're moving guys around right. uh, and you run into a situation that may have caused similar to what may have cost the Chiefs um, uh, back to back Super Bowl bid this year. Right. Um, it definitely Definitely was evident, when, especially when you're playing against teams with a good pass rush, which, you know, in the division that they play in with, you know, even Philadelphia, that's one thing that wasn't a problem for them. Uh, Washington had one of the better ones in, in the NFL, especially in the second half of the year. And the Giants, I, maybe. They I, think, used I, think to have they, I think they have a decent pass rush. They have guys that line up at the line. Right, right. We do so know at that. At the very least, at the very least, there's someone that you have to block. And you you and, play and Tampa Bay. You moving. play Tampa Bay this so, year. Yeah, and and Tam- yeah. I mean, everybody in the division plays Tampa this year. So that's uh, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those scenarios where you don't want to be doing that. So if you if you're gonna, the one thing with locking Dak up and not having to play the the quarterback carousel game anymore is you kind of know where you're at. If you can restructure some deals here or there. Maybe use the draft. I know there's a lot of holes on the defensive side of the ball they can go after, um, but if there's a solid offensive lineman that you have high on your board there uh, where the Cowboys pick, um, there's a chance you could end up with something there uh, or something in free agency. So I definitely think that's your next shopping point if you're Dallas. Yeah, and you also uh, this year play um, the Arizona Cardinals. That's one of their like uh, at-large games. Uh, which we will talk about the Arizona Cardinals and their upgraded pass rush. So uh, you you definitely need to do things uh, to address the uh, the offensive line um, in Dallas. That, that that's no question. Um, I think the other part too is is there's guys on the Cowboys defense that can and 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 probably should either need to be restructured and they need to find a way to. Um, to move them. And, and, and there's certain guys that have, that have way too big of contracts, but um, you know, ultimately, you know, I, I, do I wish the Cowboys would have gotten this deal done uh, last year and it would have been a little bit cheaper. Absolutely. But, but I think, um, you know, Dak, Dak feels like the right guy and, and they will, um, you know, they, they will now have to work with what they have and, and, and try to build uh, something around him to, um, you know, to, to make sure that, that they have the team that's uh, that's ready to go and, and not going to uh, cost them again uh, next uh, next year. So uh, continuing in the NFL, um, the, the quarterback carousel um, is going to is continuing to turn. And, and, and really, when we when we're talking about the biggest names on this, we're looking at Deshaun Watson. We're looking at uh, Russell Wilson. I think a couple weeks ago, uh, the, the, the first reports that 
There's potentially some unhappiness uh, in Seattle with Russell Wilson and 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 the the possibility that he's pretty much done. And 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 the the more that comes out on this, um, you know, and and I, I've heard interviews with um with, with kind of insiders with with on Dan Patrick and things like that that. The feeling from a lot of people close to the NFL, regardless of what Seattle's saying, is that th- this this situation with Russell Wilson in, in Seattle is um, is pretty broken, and and they would be actually very surprised uh, if Russell Wilson is the uh, is the quarterback in Seattle to start this upcoming season. Um, Sean, we'll, we'll 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 sit at the because I know we've discussed the Deshaun Watson situation, but man. Do you do you see Seattle resolving this? And if not, uh, where do you think he will end up? It, I, I think where we're at. I mean, we're far from the end of of you know, obviously, you know, free agency just kind of getting rolling. Um, but I mean, it seems pretty broken. But at the same time, there's a contract in place, and if Seattle doesn't have a contingency plan, they're not going to move him. I don't think they're in a position because he's not in a position to play poorly. Um, you know, do you run the risk of him sitting out? Maybe. I, I think players with how much they make off the field, like it's a situation we haven't really seen come to fruition yet uh, where, um, but players, especially a guy like Russell Wilson has a ton of money that he makes outside of the playing field and outside of his team. Um, so he's kind of one of those guys that could set a new standard and, if it's truly broken, if Seattle says, well, you're still with us, and he says, well, then I'm not going to play um, until you find somewhere to send me. Um, I'm not saying I know that it's there, uh, but it sounds like it's getting to a point where it could be, and, and he would be an interesting candidate to do that with with the success he's had uh, outside of playing quarterback. Um, but I, I st- I, it's hard to see him playing anywhere else. If, if he were to move um, at this point, um, I think um, there's a couple interesting teams. I thought Dallas was obviously on his list. That's that's clearly out. Right. Um, but um, a couple teams that were interesting. One one is Chicago. Um, I, I don't know how good Chicago is just by plugging in a Pro Bowl quarterback. Uh, their offensive line isn't terrible, but it's not great either. Um, yet you have an interesting play with it with a couple of decent running backs that are very different from each other. So you kind of have some excitement there. And, and if they could manage to get Allen Robinson under contract and back on the field, the receiving core is not terrible either. No. Um, and obviously the defense is, you know, good enough. Uh, they were right there uh, despite the QB woes. So um, it would be an interesting play there. I could see that as one of my top ones. I also would not rule out the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you know, because the, the what's what's a big play there is John Gruden has complete control of all situations and and movements. And I know John Gruden loves him some Russell Wilson. I know John Gr- when John Gruden likes something and he wants it, he's going to find a way to get it. And if it means overpaying for it, which is probably what a team's going to have to do. Uh, and I think Chicago's also willing to overpay. That's the reason they're my two favorites. It's not necessarily the perfect plug-in. It's not necessarily where you would consider a Pro Bowl quarterback wanting to make a move, but they're both situations where you're going to be cherished and loved and given every opportunity to do whatever you want to do. And um, and I know the Raiders are 
pretty much ready to move on with Derek Carr as their fans have been for the last couple of seasons. So, well, let's let's um, be honest too with the Raiders. If if something doesn't change this year, they're probably going to be looking at moving on from John Gruden as well. Uh, because right. that, so if he wants to make one last push, <laughs> right. this might be the time to sell future picks because they might not be yours anyway. Exactly, and uh, you know, like you know, the the, the Chicago point, you know, they, they lost out theoretically um, on the the Carson Wentz um, deal because that you know it was reported that they were they were going to try to make a play or even did make a play to Philadelphia for Carson Wentz. They lost out on that, and um, you know, it's it's just. You know, if they if they want to change things around and and they're not uh, they're not sold on Trubisky, uh, then then they they have to make a choice. Dave, um, I know from from talking to you off air, uh, there's another team that Sean didn't bring up that whether it's 100 percent realistic or not, there's a team that that you're kind of hoping that um, Russell Wilson gets moved to. Yeah, I think uh, I think Mr. Wilson is going to the Washington football team. I think uh, he's going to see how good that uh, defense is, and they're going to get some deal in place, whether it's with picks or uh, even long-term picks. And, I mean, you have everything on that team, and you look at the Seattle team, and they were pretty good Super Bowl bound. It was that solid defense. And I don't know that there's a – you know, I think you, you've got an opportunity. You, you slot a quarterback in there, and that uh, – that Washington team wins 10 to 12 games this coming year, I think with the talent and um, what they did last year and everything. And I think pretty much the entire, the entire core, and I'm using core in air quotes of that team. That was the, the key players that were around last year, around again this year, you have Riverboat Ron as the coach. You had a couple injuries. Guys will come back and be okay. But uh, you know, you slot Russ in there and that team is really freaking solid. And, you know, I know uh, just from talking to you earlier that uh, that, made you shiver and quiver uh, with having that in your uh, NFC East there slotting Russ in. So uh, that makes me like it even more. <laughs> yeah. If there's, if there's a guy I don't, I don't want to see um, against my team twice. It's, it's Russell Wilson, uh, especially on a team that, um, you know, really is good because when the Cowboys made the deal with Dak, um, you know, the, the, the belief is that at least on paper, uh, that that it moves the Cowboys to the top of the NFC East right now as we sit because, um, you know Philly, you're in a situation really where you're, um, you know where you're rebuilding. The Giants kind of are are the Giants, and we don't know what Saquon Barkley is going to be like when when he returns this year. And uh, are we still totally sold on Daniel Fragile. Jones? And um, you know my prediction. You know, so so it, it's it's one of these things where. Um, you know, the, the NFC East really is kind of Washington and Dallas. And, and right now your quarterback in Washington is Taylor Heineke. And yeah, he was a fun story. Um, you know, the last game of the regular season, the first game of the playoffs, but, um, you know, you got to give the edge to Dallas there, but if they, if they can move and get a quarterback, hell, whether it's, whether it's Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson's out there, if you can get somebody that's, that's better than what you currently have, um, that's a team with a great defense, a great pass rush, good young receivers, a, you know, good young running game, and, and a tremendous coach. Like, uh, so, you know, it, you, you just you, I I don't want Russell Wilson in Washington, but there has been some buzz there, and and um, you know, Ron Rivera wants a good quarterback, and 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 you know, a guy that's going to make it work. I mean, a serviceable quarterback. 
I think you can you can work with and be successful uh, with what that Washington team is. But um, definitely, yeah, you just you just need a quarterback that can manage the game and not lose the game. You don't even need. I mean, you, you just need a quarterback that's not going to screw up what the defense has going for him. Look at that uh, Broncos team when uh, they beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl with uh, Noodle Arm Manning that just didn't lose the game. That's all you need in that with that Washington D that's going to be very competitive for a long time. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, you, you just you just don't. You fired Jake up. Jake's a Broncos fan. We we whoa. Things are things are heating up. I mean, here's the thing. I love Peyton Manning, but like he wasn't, he wasn't the Peyton Manning of Indy when he was in Denver. It, no, he just wasn't. I mean, it's not. Well, the first run at it, he. I mean, he had like his first year in Denver, didn't he? Like shatter records. He, I thought he I was think, like well, leading was the, the league it was in the, touchdown. It was the it was the touchdown record, but it right. But he wasn't he wasn't throwing eighty yard bombs. I mean, a lot of those were. You know, slant passes, and, and and I mean, they had the talent at receiver. Fifty-five, Jake knows uh, to make it work. And and I, I love Peyton Manning. I'm this isn't. I'm not making fun of Peyton Manning, but he he wasn't he wasn't the same guy as he was back then. But you had I a defense him. that made it work. Um, Anybody else miss Peyton Manning? Uh, I mean, you ha- you have. I to. just miss his presence around the game. We need him on broadcasts or something. Something. I mean, we've been watching uh, the Peyton's places on uh, ESPN oh, yeah, Plus. Fantastic. They they. <laughs> That is that is probably one of the best uh, pieces of oh, it's fan- it's perfect of, of television I've I've ever seen. Like we're and we're still working through season one, you know. So we have yeah. a we have a whole season two still you to got go a lot through. Going on, um, but uh, if you haven't checked that out, you, you absolutely need to. But, Do it, um, you know. So so obviously we're going to watch Russell Wilson and and where he goes if he goes anywhere. Um, Deshaun Watson reports uh, coming out now that. Um, that if he doesn't get moved and the Texans have kind of implied that they're not going to move him and he's kind of it's kind of the the implication now that if he doesn't get moved that he's willing to sit out games so so um you know you lo- it looks like we may be in one of those stalemate situations uh, I I think things will heat up maybe a little bit more with that situation around draft time because um, you know, Houston doesn't want to end up in a situation where, you know, their best player is sitting on the sideline in, or the press box and not playing. So, so ultimately, I, I, I do think he gets moved. But Deshaun the, Watson in the third pick for the first overall pick. I mean, if you if Jacksonville gets that call, even if Jacksonville would have to give up a pick in a later round, like we'll give you our third pick and Deshaun Watson. For your first overall pick and like a third or fourth rounder, I if take you're Jacksonville. Are you taking that? Uh, I I probably would. Absolutely. I mean, because <laughs> here's the thing: you don't right. Like we we know what Trevor Lawrence looked like in college, but there's no guarantee. No. How how many first first overall quarterbacks? It'd be hilarious for Deshaun Watson to keep whining about what the situation is in Houston, and then wind up on like, or even worse, he winds up on the Jets. But do you make yeah. do you make that if you're Jacksonville do you make that deal because within the division, like I mean if you're Houston do you make I, I don't see how you can't you get you get Deshaun Watson and then you just get the best available two picks later. Deshaun Watson is at least as he's not that much older. Jake says he do it. <laughs> Jake says do it. Um, I'm with Jake. 
Dave, do, would you? I mean, well, if you're if you're Jacksonville, you do it. But if if you're Houston, are you if you're make, Houston, do you make do the you call? make that call within your division, or are you calling the Jets at two? I think you're more likely yeah. to call the Jets at two first, and then if they don't do it, then maybe you move make up that call. One. You know, <laughs> but Dave, do, do I think you, it depends on how. I think it depends on how strained the relationships are in Houston. And I mean, there's only probably a dozen people that truly know how bad they are between them. Um, but if you're going to have Watson sitting all year and you can move him at the one pit, you know what I mean? You, you got to make the move, even if it's in the division. I mean, it's going to bite you in the ass twice a year, but and it obviously plays you have? into what they think of Trevor Lawrence as well. Cause that's presumably who you're going up to get. Sure. Just better pick up uh Troy Palomaro's head and shoulders commercials. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Um, but I mean, I think even worse so than than the the reports of of Wilson in in Seattle. The the reports of Watson in in Houston just seem like there's there's no reconciliation possible. Well, and I there. feel like it, it, strangely, it's it's a it's very similar tales. Houston's is just far worse. They're they're both just frustrations with the organization as a whole in what they've managed to build around that player, you know, saying like, I'm your guy, I'm your guy, I'm your guy, or, you know, you're my QB, uh, and then be like, but you're going to have to do it by yourself. Right. You know, like, like it's not going to be, any, you know, and Deshaun's is even worse because it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we just sent your best weapon uh, to <laughs> Carolina for a retired, washed up running back and a ham sandwich. So uh, good luck out there. But you know, was we, it a we, good we, ham sandwich? Because like, like it was a deli- it was a ham a ham sub. It was a but, yeah. Because I mean, like we've had we've had ham sandwiches where it's like, you know, piece of ham, squirt of mustard, and like yeah. dried cheese. That's no good. But if it's a good I, I, ham, I, I sandwich. was trying to run because th- that came up on sports radio here. Like that that specific trade, they were making fun of it still like a year later, and it's like, don't get me wrong. I mean, David Johnson played a full year, looked better than I thought he would. Uh, how long is he going to do that for? I don't know. And, and you're going to probably just bring a running back in to run with right, him and anyway. It's, and it's not a running but back. But like lead. DeAndre Hopkins, like, <laughs> like, has yeah. there been a I, – I was trying to come up with a dumber move. Like, like was there a What'd move that do? was made in my lifetime that I remember that was as dumb as that move? And I'm having trouble. I think like, they just uh, – I think there was some, just some ink that signed on a $160 million contract that was equally dumb. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I, I just, I, 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 t- I can't, I still can't, especially when it's not a running back. I mean, in anymore. hindsight, the Herschel Walker trade is pretty bad. Well, sure, sure. That's an awful. Like you gave it to you, let a team gave a team the pieces to build a, a, a dynasty, and, and in but, return, but you in, got your washed up running back. But in the same time, the Dallas Cowboys Herschel still played pretty well for them for a couple the, of years. Yeah, the Cowboy, and the, and here's the thing too about that is though the, the Cowboys took the the five picks, uh, or like the, the 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 five players or whatever they got for Herschel Walker, and they turned that into. Like numerous draft picks and different play, like, and nobody saw that coming because back yeah, they then, made like a bunch of moves to like expand that and yeah, just rebuild it, it, the entire franchise, you know, and and because nobody had nobody back then traded draft picks and things like that the way that the Cowboys did, like like for for as as bad as Jerry Jones is now, <laughs> what he what he and Jimmy Johnson did back then with, with those deals 
cha- you know, really kind of changed the NFL in, in terms of trading picks. I so. guess the better question, because obviously the Cowboys did well with that, and, it, and it's a very different maneuver. I guess the only question would be, do you remember a time where a team moved a player of DeAndre Hopkins' caliber for that little I mean, you're talking about a guy that, in you know, whether it's every circle or not, in plenty of circles, he was circled as the number one quarterback right. or wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. There's a few that you could argue are better here in like different circles. What are did disagree, the, uh... But at certain aspects of his game, point of the catch, at least he's he's the best in the league. Still, didn't is. the Raiders like... do? Uh, didn't the Raiders get like give two or two picks for Antonio Brown a couple years ago? Again, different oh, they caliber, might have done that. but although the Raiders come that's... up because when Gruden took over, they did ship Khalil Mack for a bag of nickels. Oh, that one! They shipped off Khalil Mack for like nothing. That's like, true. Like he hasn't been overly effective, and he hasn't been like overly effective in Chicago, though. And maybe well, that's... the Chicago defense is. I, I wouldn't want to play him well, on any well, given Sunday. True. It's a defense good enough to make Mitch Trubisky a. Playoff winning quarterback <laughs> at least every third start. That's pretty impressive. Well, that, you're, that's what about true. The trade up, what about the trade-up for Mitch Trubisky? There's a bad trade. I mean, that's a rough one. Again, but... A little different. Yeah, a little different. You know, that's but... the thing. I, 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 don't, I don't know if, I don't know if the, you have anybody um, that... I'm with, I'm with Jake. Khalil proves every game that that was a bad <laughs> well, trade. That's... Khalil Mack is in people's faces. He covers well. He's, uh, he's everywhere the ball is. Like he's That's he's true. like having Bo Jackson from Tecmo Super Bowl playing linebacker <laughs> for your team. And like, here's the thing: is like I I just don't know if, if anybody, at least in recent memory, of DeAndre Hopkins' caliber has been moved by their team. Like that's because most teams are like, please God, right? Don't trade us. this guy because like you know I, I think about like when the Raiders like traded Amari Cooper to the Cowboys for a first round pick. Like that was a sizable move, but Amari Cooper is not on the level. Of DeAndre Hopkins, so like it was a big move, but it, it's not it's not like earth shattering like a, when you move a guy like DeAndre, especially Hopkins. after you've moved Khalil Mack. Right at that point, it's it's you know it's yard sale two in the afternoon on a Saturday. You're just you're just hoping to not move stuff back into your garage at that point. You're, you come yeah. and buy it. I don't want to move it anymore. <laughs> like come and but get yeah, it. That's, I mean that's just a situation. But but as far as the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, it sounds bad. Uh, I think they're definitely looking at all suitors because the, it'd be different if they had like a middle of the road pick. It'd be a no brainer. Like try to trade up into the top five and get your replacement. But I don't know if they're going to be able to. You should end up with an opportunity to replace him even at three. I mean, only two quarterbacks can come off the board ahead of you at most. Uh, and they probably will. It's probably going to be uh, Trevor and um, the kid from BYU is most likely who's going to be gone because I think the Jets are really high on him. Um, that's my prediction anyway, is that's where he ends up. Um, although I, I feel like the Jets need to get flashier. You know, Fields is there. Go flashy. I was say, I, there's bold. part of me thinks that, that, that Fields Bring is going to move. QB to the I, Jets. I also think that's a mistake. But it, You it, tried safe, pure, you know, uh, all-by-the-book football. You tried that a couple of times in New York, and it, it hasn't worked out. Isn't it? Um, no, certainly. Of course, they tried flashy. They thought Sanchez was flashy. They were wrong. Hey. But they got a butt fumble out of that, so they did get a butt fumble out of it. That's um, something none of us have. <laughs> last uh, last piece of business in the uh, in the NFL, JJ um, Watt uh, signing with the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, and I love the way he did it too, because like 
you know, whenever you see these things, you, you who's the is it Albert Breer? Is it uh, Schefter? Is it Rap Sheet? Uh, Watt posts a picture of himself in a Cardinals shirt and it just it says "Source me." <laughs> um, so uh, so JJ Watt, Arizona Cardinals, um, signs a two year deal. Uh, it was uh, twenty worth twenty eight million, twenty three guaranteed. Goes high, but you expected that. Goes high, but you know, and and the report is he he wanted to go there because of Kylo Murray and and what that team's doing um, on the uh, you know on the the offensive side of the ball, and of course you know you have JJ Watt and Chandler Jones on the same defensive line is uh, not something I want to see very often if I'm a, if I'm an opposing quarterback. Um, I saw a lot of people panning this. Um, this signing and, and, and Dave, we'll, we'll get your thoughts first on this and we'll go to Sean because, you know, they're saying that why would he go to a team that has no chance of making, uh, making a run at the Super Bowl? And I'm not entirely sure that that's accurate. Now, are the Cardinals the best team in the league? Absolutely not. But I think they're, they're, to me, they're better than a lot of people give them credit for. They're an eight and eight team that, that, that could have been better. They lost a lot of close games. Um, and you have a young quarterback, a young offense, a young coach. They're learning all the time. You know, I, I, in, in two years, are they going to win a Super Bowl guaranteed? No. However, look at the NFL. I don't think there's a lot of teams that you can say, guarantee this team is going to win a Super Bowl. <clears throat> Kansas City is probably a team that you could almost guarantee is a Super Bowl team. Tampa Bay, at least next season, is probably a team that you can look at and say, this team's primed to go uh, and, and make a run back at it. Um, Green Bay maybe in the conversation. I, I don't know. There's a lot more teams that, that, that you're in that. Yeah, they're definitely in the, in the conversation. So I like, I like the Cardinals. I think they're a team on the, on the big upswing. Uh, Dave, your thoughts, JJ Watt, two-year deal to the Cardinals. Yeah, it's a really good signing for Arizona. Um, Really, really happy to see uh, Arizona get someone big like this. And I really think, uh, echoing a lot of what you said there, I really think it puts them uh, maybe in the front runner for the uh, the NFC West now. I mean, we, we've documented the issues in Seattle. Um, you got to talk about the quarterback in, in uh, Los Angeles now. And, I mean, it all depends on San Francisco's health on a lot of those things. But the, the NFC West might be the best division in football. Uh, the deepest division, and it also might be the most wide open division, kind of a weird combination that we have in the NFC West. But, uh, you know, the Cardinals were, and I don't remember what the exact record were, but they were like 7-2, and 7-3, something to start out. And then Kyler had those knee injuries, and he was pretty much limited in mobility the, the second third or the last third of the year maybe it was. But uh, you, you look at them outside of that, and th- this Cardinals team is competitive and, and a lot uh, and pretty under the radar competitive in the market that they're in. I, I'm not a huge fan of their coach, um, to, be, to be honest, but I think that they have a lot of potential with the players that they have. And um, it's so early on in uh, Kingsbury's coaching career. But, uh, you know, I think that, that locking up Watt and uh, going on that D line there, I, I mean, I think that uh, this could give some quarterbacks some fits in that. Uh, not only division, but the uh, the whole conference. And the other piece is, I believe they finished third last year, which also gives them an easier schedule, which is something to look at. So I really like this, uh, really like this signing for for Arizona. And I think 
I think that it, it elevates them. And again, a defensive player is not going to make a difference here or there, but I really think that, you know, leadership and uh, things along those lines, it's going to help add to, to what uh, Arizona's cooking here. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were eight and eight, you know, they were one spot out of the playoffs. The only reason that um, they missed it and the bears got in was the bears won the tiebreaker game, uh, the head to head against Arizona. So they were right there. They were, they were right on the cusp of getting in. Um, would they have beaten the saints? Uh, I don't know. Probably not, but the, the saints didn't look great, uh, in that game against the bears. So you got, you, you kind of wonder, uh, if the Cardinals got in, could they have beaten them? And, uh, I, you know, I, I, by, by all means, I don't think they would have made a run, uh, to the super bowl, but, um, you know, cause then they would have had to play green Bay, but, but you know, they're, they're a team that's close and, and, you know, they, they were a point differential of, uh, plus 41. So they were in close games. Um, you go 500 that, that, that's a team that a year from now you add a, a, another bit of experience and, and a monster of a D lineman, like Jake, like Jake says here in the comments, um, you know, maybe you win two or three more of those games you lost and then you become a 10 win team an 11 win team. If Russell Wilson's not in Seattle, if Matthew Stafford doesn't work out in Los Angeles, if, you know, if, um, you know, Garoppolo doesn't doesn't get his mojo back and it doesn't work out for San Francisco, all of a sudden Arizona could be the best team in, in what right now looks to be one of the tougher divisions in football. So uh, I think they're right there. Sean, your thoughts on, on J.J. Watt signing this two-year deal? I mean, the Cardinals, you have a pretty – normally you get that tiebreaker loss and it's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, but when your tiebreaker is you lost head-to-head to the Bears um, – <laughs> There's not really much you can say. You're like, well, guys, we lost to the Bears. I don't know what to tell you. Uh-oh. Gonna lost to the Bears. Old <laughs> Mitch. Mitch Goddess. Nick Goddess. Whoever. I don't even know who played when they played I think that. it was Mitch. Uh-oh. I think it was Mitch. Uh-oh. Um, but I think there's some some interesting things. I mean, you guys are obviously touching on J.J. Watt bringing a lot to the team. And I don't I don't disagree with that. I think J.J. Watt brings a lot to your defensive line. I, I just think more of it is in – um, kind of the realm of leadership, I guess, um, and being kind of that defensive voice. Um, it is a decent situation for him to walk into because uh, Arizona did not have um, didn't have a bad pass rush to begin with, and, and and they are a team that likes to rotate guys in, and and I and to me that's what Watt was looking for, and and I feel like that's the situation that they should have Watt in. I don't think he's a guy you should have on the field every down. And I don't, I don't think he's, you know, if a game's out of hand one way or the other, I won't, I don't know that I'd have him on the field uh, much at that point. Um, Cause I, I think the second half of Jake's um, monster D lineman comment is, is for eight games, uh, you know, kind of hinting at the fact that there's a chance he doesn't make it through a full 16 anyway. Sure. Um, but, but you're right. I, you know, when you talk about the NFC West, uh, I would agree that they might be the most stacked division. I would argue, though, Dave, that the NFC East is equally as wide open. Um, just throwing that out there. It's not quite the talent pool uh, that the NFC West is, but um, anybody's ballgame, as far as I'm concerned, in that NFC East. Just throwing that out there. Um, Whatever you got to tell yeah, I mean, yourself, if Eagles, asking, and, and if you were asking, you know, would the would I have thought the Cardinals stood a better chance of beating the Saints than the Bears, I'd have said absolutely. I, I, I think – the Cardinals at times last year um, looked brilliant. And at times Kyler Murray looked brilliant. And anytime you can heave the ball downfield to DeAndre Hopkins and have him just snag a win for you, you have a chance to beat anybody. 
uh, alleviates pressure on a guy who I'm pretty sure led the league in sacks. Yeah, it was. If he didn't, he was close. Right. Um, so you kind of have that monster pass rush. You have a pretty darn good secondary in Arizona, and you know, like you said, um, short of Matt Stafford in in Los Angeles, who is a major upgrade, is still in my opinion to Jared Goff. Um, and you know, Lord knows what's going to happen in in the state of Washington at this point. So, um, you know, we could be looking at kind of a strange, you know, it could go from being a Seattle, San Francisco battle to a, you know, LA, Arizona battle, which would be very interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, we talked two weeks ago, but I don't think that's because they got JJ Watt. I think it's because they were already a pretty good team. Um, I would have liked to see him spend some of that money on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage. I felt like, you know, asking Kyler Murray to kind of do all the things that are those two quarterbacks we talked about early that won out. You don't want Kyler Murray to wind up in that same situation. Uh, so, so that's what I think is their next step. But, but yeah, um, not a bad signing. Just uh, felt a little overpriced for me. But I guess that's the market these days on on those big name players. Yeah, I do love how um, he apparently had had ordered shirts for the five teams that he had it boiled down to it was like buffalo arizona uh, i'm not sure the other three um but he actually i would imagine pittsburgh was on that list. I, I would think so especially with his with his brother there, there. And, and the fact that again he wouldn't have had to play every down and you know you're kind of whether you believe in ben or not the steelers at least give you a chance to get there it's probably the reason philly just missed out on that top five. Oh sure and <laughs> and i mean um you know, it, 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 he had – not only did he, did he order the five shirts, but he had a, a friend of his uh, actually purchase them and ship to his friend's house uh, because he was afraid that, like, it was going to get out that, that he had bought these and, and where they were going. So he was he, he, he was very extra covert uh, to make sure that the, uh, the news didn't get out. But, of course, uh, you know, signing with Arizona. So, um, like I said, I like the signing. Um, just saw the Caps won in overtime – after being up four one on the Devils, almost blew it. So thank God um, they uh, they got the win there. But uh, I think the Flyers headed to overtime, Sean, as well. So um, yeah, so they tied it up. Uh, Gostaspierre with the game time goal in the third. So awesome! Uh, Steal a point from a team you should have just gotten two from in regulation. There you go. Uh, so we are going to uh, we're going to pause here. We're going to uh, hear from our uh, from our sponsor. And uh, we're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to talk a little NBA. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, NHL and uh, some golf as well. So stick with us. Huddle up live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Huddle up podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app. That's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. 
Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. Huddle Up Live, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, we are at Huddle Up Pod, on Twitter, we are at Huddle Up Podcast. Make sure you've subscribed to the show on all the podcast platforms, um, and uh, we will be talking a little bit of NBA here. We'll be talking about the, uh, the NHL, both leagues kind of at their midway point of the season the NBA just had their all-star game weekend the NHL foregoing an all-star game this year maybe the NBA probably should have done that as well um and we will uh we'll, we'll certainly talk about that but uh Sean um I think you, you may have one more thing uh in the NFL before we yeah it, it's kind of a uh I don't know how serious of an NFL piece this is but obviously as we get closer I, w- I would love it if here on huddle up we did our own uh, kind of consensus slash versus each other mock drafts. I think that would be a fun off-season scenario to do here before sure. draft time. Uh, but um, someone sent me a, a mutual friend of ours who, who goes only by the name Laser. Uh, he um, he sent me this this hilarious mock draft, and I've been looking at it trying to figure it out. And basically it's a Twitter mock draft, and they it's called the Followers Mock Draft, where I guess essentially they're followers slash the fans of each team. Um place votes uh they're currently up to pick 18 they just uh uh, picked the second dolphins pick uh and the only reason i'm bringing it up is because james i I think you're going to get a hilarious uh kick out of this slash get a little bit excited slash a little bit embarrassed (laughs) because at first it didn't look any difference we had lawrence wilson we had an offensive tackle to the dolphins fields to the falcons uh then it went back to uh offensive line the eagles jamar chase not a surprise uh you know, you had a Devontae Smith going, Trey Lance. We went corner to Denver, uh, Caleb Fairley uh, to Denver. Then it comes to the Cowboys picking number 10. And I don't know who's voting. I don't know who's picking. I don't know who's doing what. The pick at number 10, according to this this uh, online uh, mock draft, Ian Book, quarterback, Notre Dame, uh, to the oh, Dallas Cowboys at number, at number 10. And I've literally like been combing this, the, the internet to see, are there any other mock drafts where he's even in the first round? Uh, on, the answer is no. I don't think there are. I've been looking pretty hard. Uh, but but the fact that – and then it has Kyle Pitts, the tight end, going just after him to the New York Giants. The fact that and, – and, and it seems hilarious, but it wouldn't be unsurprising to watch the Dallas Cowboys look at Ian Pitts and some of these other players or Kyle Pitts and so like Sertan, the cornerback, and be like, you know what, Ian Book looked pretty good. Let's go get him. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Holy Jesus. Now keep in what mind, if what they're on the pick 18, this Cowboys pick was solidified by fans days before Dak uh, signed. Right, and that's that's what I was going to uh, But that say. lets me know, they, like, maybe they're drafting Book to start. That was their plan? Like, we'll just get Ian Book, we'll be fine. What the hell stated, is even that? <laughs> what dallas does they draft people they already have but man what a jersey to add to the roster spot. oh yeah 
Yeah, Dave, you make a good point. I mean, I'd have to buy the jersey. Like that's yeah, it'd be a great addition to the to the, the, the last the last current cowboy jersey. And the, <laughs> I think the only the only current cowboy jersey I have is uh, the Zach Martin jersey that I bought when he got drafted from Notre there Dame. There you go. So I mean, I would have to continue the tradition, but who? How? Okay, even at that point, because yeah, I'm assuming this was voted on before the the Dak deal happened. Right, but in in what in what universe is Ian Book even if even if all nine teams ahead of now, the Dallas to this Cowboys credit to this draft's credit no there's no QBs taken to this point in the next uh, nine picks after that obviously so at, at this point no like it's not like they were like well Dallas missed out on this QB let's go so, snatch him so up. who were the quarter, uh, who were the quarterbacks taken before him a field. Uh, uh, all of them. Uh, Lawrence, <laughs> Zach Wilson, Fields to the Falcons, Trey Lance to the Panthers, and then Ian Book. <laughs> right. So, so you're saying that so there's Ian, only four QBs better. So you're saying that Ian Book is the fifth best quarterback in this draft, which I haven't done a lot of draft research. That may but be true. But to be true. fair, they're followers, not leaders. But 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 if 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 it's true that Ian Book is the fifth best quarterback in this draft. You do not take him with the tenth pick. No, <laughs> overall, like Ian Book. I mean, winning numbers wise, winning his quarterback in Notre Dame history. Uh, I don't want him <laughs> in, uh, in Cowboys blue, it, especially not in the first draft, uh, in the first round with the first you've pick. Cra- you've cracked the Jerry Jones draft logic, Sean. Well done. <laughs> I guess the fans really threw the book at you. Oh, through the Jesus, through the. I didn't, I didn't book, bring baby. that up for that joke. It just wrote, it did wrote itself. <laughs> it's, it's can, they draft him so we, can they draft him just so we can bring those up every week after football season to Jim? <laughs> oh, it'd be amazing. I'm surrounded by idiots. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, good God, that is awful. But yeah, we, when we get closer to draft time, we can certainly look at uh, mock drafts or we can maybe do a kind of a mock draft special or or something like that. We'll 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 talk about some of the possibilities uh, as we get closer to that time. NBA season. We're at the All Star break. Um, the, the the first question that, that that comes to my mind is is you know most other leagues you know Major League Baseball didn't do an All Star game last year. NFL didn't do a Pro Bowl. NHL not doing an All Star weekend. I think every you know they they, they kind of look at uh, the realities of the world and and we're only you know a year. Uh, it was a year ago tonight was the Capitals' last game. Uh, before the season shut down, so I mean, we're we're literally at the one year mark now, of uh of the the sports and and the real world changing. Um, the NBA decided to go with an All Star game. Uh, they had to uh put out like extra security around Atlanta to make sure there wasn't uh parties and uh gatherings and things like that. Um, and then uh, t- was it Simmons and Embiid from the Sixers? Ended up uh, ineligible for the All-Star game. Possibly going to miss uh, a few games coming out of the break here uh, because of uh, the, the, their their barber uh, that, that was with them had uh, had tested positive. Similar to the situation we saw with Kansas City back uh, back at the Super Bowl. So, but, but really, did the NBA need to do an All-Star weekend? Like, it just in 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 a year like this, and 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 I was listening to to my friend um, Ernest Christian's podcast with Danny Thompson, um, and they were talking about the fact that you know you're in a condensed season, 
Um, you know, some of these guys have, have really kind of isolated themselves from their families. You got a week off, and for these guys now, you have to you have to go to Atlanta and do it do an all meaningless uh, you know all star game. That uh, you know you know maybe the NBA should have played on the side of caution and just foregone the the, the all star game this year done some sort of like virtual event, had a little fun with it and, and let these guys take a week off and just kind of rest and relax Because coming out of it. You have a lot of games, uh, in a short period of time before the playoffs start. So Sean, did the NBA make a mistake? Should they have been, should there have been an all-star game? Um, I mean, I have no problem with an all-star game from like a wear and tear perspective. Uh, it's, it's not like you're running into any kind of, uh, strong defensive schemes you're not having to make any extraordinary cuts you're kind of just out there having a good time and it's a game where you're rotating through the bench uh because you got a lot of guys uh that you want to get into the game and um i mean it looked fun i'm not gonna lie it looked like a really good time i sure. I, I, I don't know that atlanta and i'm not gonna i'm gonna try to steer this the best way i can but based on some of the bubble and whatever issues the nba has had in the past Atlanta is kind of a city where there's a lot of temptations uh, of the adult variety, other things uh, to, to, to coax players out of uh, hotels, those things. The, the, the bigger risk to me of the All-Star weekend, uh, the guys that are there are kind of, they got things to do. You got the contests, you got the game, you have other things going on. And whatever the, the risk is of guys going out is one thing. The bigger risk on an NBA side of things is the guys that didn't go to the All-Star game, in my opinion. Uh, you have a lot of guys that are just getting the week off uh, and and, they're, and on their choice are going uh, to visit friends and family or going to home, and you're going into the, the uh, circle of folks that maybe haven't been. So so my question is, if, you, if you're so up about an All-Star weekend, um, would it have been better to have a scenario where you have the week and then you have – two like like 10 days of practice and bubble time to like regroup and like lock it down because i think if you see an outbreak of cases i think it's far more likely in my opinion that it's the group that wasn't at the all-star game than the group that was because it's a much larger group and it's a group that really they're even if they're trying to be good you're relying on a lot of people because you're not going to go home and sit in your room by yourself you know, you're going to go home and visit people and, like, take people out and go have drinks or whatever else it is that you do because Lord knows, uh, if you know, my governor assures me that COVID is over. Uh, so, um, you know, they're all going out and doing their thing. Um, it's up to Santos, a uh, big follower of our podcast. Um, anyway, um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a fun – it was a more fun game to watch than I expected. Uh, I had some fun watching it. I was kind of watching the Flyers at the same time. Uh, for a good chunk of it, but um, I don't know. It just seems it seems like a risk that maybe you shouldn't have taken, but it, it seems to have gone off without a hitch to this point, and we'll just kind of see what the ramifications are going forward. As for Ben Simmons and Embiid, uh, how do teams not just pay a local barber to be their team barber? Yeah, that, 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 that's another like, thing. Come play for us. We'll pay you twice what you normally make during this span of your year. Right. You're, uh, and you're... you just we're the only people that you cut hair for. Yeah. You can even come to the game, sit, sit a few rows up. You'll be one of the only people there. Cause I mean, you're, you know, a, you're in our bubble. A lot of, a lot of like barbershops and things like that. I mean, you, you have multiple guys. So like 
if if you're if you're the owner of a shop or you work at a shop, you work you know work out a deal. You know maybe maybe advertise for the shop in the arena too. Like if you're going to pay the yeah. guy to be on to be your team barber. You know, like the like the Hershey Bears, for example, have These a team. Teams have the money. When you talk about how much money a barbershop as a whole was going to make over a because it's a shortened season, like you said, so it's not like an eight month span. Right. You're talking like so, you take like all right. Give me your taxes from last year. Give me your best six month span in the last three years. You know, show us the books. We'll pay you twice that and all your employees twice that to just literally sit in our bubble. And cut NBA players' hair. That's it. Yeah, no I one mean, else. Like the and like, then no barbershops ever going to turn that down. No, because I mean, like the Hershey Bears have a team dentist, and they they get radio ads and TV ads and stuff like that for the team dentist. So, like an important position for a hockey. Team. Absolutely. So do the same thing yeah. with a barber um, in the NBA. So, uh, but Dave, um, maybe we're just splitting hairs here. Oh my god. <laughs> so Dave. Stupid. Dave, should the NBA have uh have had their all star game? Uh, I don't even know how to follow that up. <laughs> so let's just talk about something completely different. Uh how how uh with, with the, the NBA slam dunk contest and things like that, I think one thing would be really interesting and, and kind of leading into a follow up conversation. But uh, we all know how I feel about basketball, so I won't waste any time on that. But how cool would it be to have a skills competition in golf somehow? Oh, that'd be awesome. A, a long, long drive, like a, a whole a long, long drive contest. would get a ton of viewers, I think. Like, how much fun would that be? Like, a putting contest of some sort? Like, I don't even know, like, what your contest could be, but how much fun would that be? Well, you basically narrow down, like, uh, the, the contest you would have at, like, a tournament, right? Like, the... You, you could have a closest to the pin. You could have a longest drive. Um, I don't know. Have a have a hole where you're going for a hole in one. So you know, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, I mean, I start saw with a chip. That they put uh, they put Justin Justin Thomas. I forget who the other guy was, but they had him on a on a 150 yard hole, and they gave him 50 shots, and I, neither of them made a hole. In, it was Justin and Rory, I think it was, but neither of them made a hole in one. But they had 45 percent of their shots within six foot. But, but really, I mean, that's you pretty could... much what I average when I go out there to play. <laughs> sure, yeah, maybe you mean six feet of the course shots. or six feet of the hole. Six feet of the green would be great. Oh yeah, usually I'm just within six feet of the actual course itself. I have a lot of them that leave the field of play. <laughs> they get out in the park, uh, but they're lot. still within six feet. Most of them. Um, Jim would be within six foot of where he hit it from. Yeah, sometimes if I'm lucky. Um, yeah, Jake has seen it. He's seen the. Uh, he's seen the play. But really, what you could—I mean, you could almost—you know—work work in uh, depending on where a tournament's at. If you have a top golf near there, have have the guys, you know, kind of do a a, to, a top golf thing, and and like who could score better, and you know, kind of set up a, a you know, because you can set up a, a computer system uh, for, just for your uh skills competition purposes and, and have fun do well, sure we're like right-handed guys hit left-handed or uh you know they they have to hit like blindfold you know you could find good different ways to to make it more interesting too and so Dave, of- lower opinion uh your opinion for basketball or your opinion for the joke that i let off your segment with there like like w- which is ranked higher in your opinion that joke or or, or the nba in general <laughs> absolutely the joke all right, so I'll take that. You know, I'll take it. 
But Does I mean, that for the make golf, the NBA the a golf. bigger joke than my joke? Does that make the NBA a bigger joke than my joke? Um, it was so interesting back to the golf contest the, here. It, uh, Dave, <laughs> did you did you find it interesting that the, the dunk contest and I know you alluded to the contest uh, being the same day as the All Star game? Is that did that feel weird to either of you? I didn't watch a single thing of it, nor did I read uh, anything about it. I Do you normally it. watch it? No. Okay. So no change. The ratings stayed the same in Dave's household. Yeah, I mean yeah, zero. I, it's hard to beat zero. There's there's <laughs> years I try to catch like the three point competition or the slam dunk contest. I didn't check them out this year. Um, I usually, I usually, I do not watch the NBA All Star game, but I I don't really watch That's any All Star on a show. I don't I don't watch and I don't watch any All Star games. I don't like the I don't they, they're they're pointless and they usually suck. So I just don't. Uh, I'm not an All Star game guy uh, myself. Um, but uh, just a quick glance over the uh, the NBA standings here. Uh, Sixers leading both their uh, their division, the Atlantic Division, and the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Bucks leading the Central, the Heat leading the Southeast Division, Western Conference. Jazz in the lead, um, and uh, in the Northwest, uh, Phoenix top of the Pacific, and uh, the Spurs leading the Southwest. You know, really, you know, is it is it just are the Sixers? And Sean, I guess probably more of a question for you: um, Are the Sixers and and the Jazz just on a collision course with each other, um, or or is there a team in either conference that you think is going to knock somebody off? Well, I mean, we're far from from deciding anything. Uh, I would love it if the Sixers went on their little little run and and, and kind of rode this train. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets are, are going to do their best uh, to put a. Um, to really put a, a, a bar in the spokes here for the Sixers, especially with uh, rumors that um, um, they're still going to make a couple of moves here uh, and and really uh, try to to take the East. Um, and they're probably the biggest threat. I mean, Boston's good uh, when they want to be. Uh, so I, you know, I think they could they could like be like a sneaky team. But um, right now, I mean, if Philly stays healthy uh, and nobody buys it. Uh, I, I think they're going to be real hard to beat. I, I would kind of like to see Philly be proactive and try to buy another piece uh, to help off the bench, or, or or maybe even contribute as a starter. It'd be, it'd be nice if you know, like a guy like Blake Griffin, uh, who's been a name tossed around for the Brooklyn Nets. I, I could see him. Um, I'm not saying he's a perfect fit in Philadelphia, nor do I think he necessarily wants Philly to make the move for him. <laughs> um, but at this point, I would think that going to Philly is a better chance at a ring than where you're sitting. Uh, which is surprising based on on where there. Where did uh, where Griffin sign? I see Jake has it. I didn't I didn't follow a lot of is news it, today is it or the yesterday. Nets did the Nets get him? You think? Jake? I think I think the I think the Nets may have gotten it. I think the Nets. Yeah, that was kind of they were they, they, they were the front runner. That's not surprising, um, yeah, especially Nets the way that they're trying to go. But we've seen teams buy a bunch of starters before, and it doesn't always work. Uh, that's a pretty good set of four, though. Yeah. Um, but the Sixers are playing real well as a unit, and and to, you know even since Harden's gotten there, now we didn't catch him with KD in the lineup uh, every time we played him. But uh, um, but I think I think the Sixers have have matched up well against Brooklyn uh, to this point. Uh, but I, I think they might want to try to make another move to, to try to lock that down. But the Jazz look like uh, look look pretty spot on. It, it's a shame you get these teams like the Bucks that like. There's all this hope, and there's you know MVP talk every year. And it's just it's it's not good enough. Like there's just not enough pieces. There's not enough 
star caliber NBA players willing to play in Milwaukee. That seems to be the issue. You know, uh, it, it worked for Toronto one year. Kawhi helped that a lot. Uh, but, um, you know, you get those northern cities without as much to do and, and, and without as much excitement and flair. And it's hard to sell some of these kids – you know, and they're, they're kids. I mean, they're all the, these stars are, you know, you get a guy like Zion's, what, like 20? You know, you get these guys, you know, and they get through their contracts. Like, where do you want to go? Uh, um, Vegas? Is there a team in Vegas? <laughs> you know, like, you know, uh, New York. How the Knicks have not managed to build a, a star team is is baffling to Ownership. me. Ownership. Like, how, how do you not sell the Big Apple as, like, let's play here? Brooklyn's doing it. They're well, not in Manhattan. You have a different, you have a different ownership and leadership team there. And, and yeah, I guess uh, having having a team started, you know, run in your early stages by uh, Jay Z, that's pretty appealing. <laughs> you know, when, how do you not? Uh, one of uh, is Jay Z. Uh, ever met him? Um, I'd like to. You know, how do you not sell uh, sell a football team in Dallas? Same type of thing. <laughs> well, easy there, Panther boy. Um, well, it's not oil, Dave. It's football. Final, uh, final. Uh, uh, Panthers have at least one. Have they? Uh, final thing uh, on the agenda tonight, Dave. I think may have some uh, may have some golf plays uh, before we go off the air. But uh, the NHL also at their midseason point. Um, news today, though, from the from the broadcasting standpoint, uh, we know that this year the uh, the NHL and NBC contract runs out, and uh, the NHL had been reportedly looking to uh, split up their TV rights. What it would appear that one of those uh, landing spots has occurred. The NHL moving back uh, to uh, ESPN, uh, landing a seven-year contract uh, with uh, with the uh, the four-letter network that will see um, four uh, Stanley Cup finals uh, being uh, being played uh, on the ABC ESPN uh, networks. And and my my only question now is. Do you bring back Gary Thorne and Barry Melrose, and do you absolutely 100% bring back the greatest theme song in uh, sports broadcasting? The uh, or at least one of the best, the old NHL uh, on ESPN theme. It was a big NBA on NBC. Wow, fan. that's big true. Fan. That's true. I was true. a big fan of that. That one growing that, up. That one up there. Um, dun, 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 right, the dope. As Phenomenal. well, maybe we'll have to do a uh, a tournament of uh, of uh, broadcast songs uh, yeah. and, and put it up. Yeah, that'd voters. be that'd be pretty fun too. But um, yeah, so it looks like the 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 NHL going back to ESPN, uh, NBC, hoping to be uh, in the mix uh, for for one of the remaining, um, you know, one of the remaining parts to to the contract. But there's uh, some reports that Fox is interested in it, and CBS hasn't rolled it out as well. So. Uh, we may lose ES- or NBC altogether, which, I mean, that would obviously break my heart. But uh, definitely exciting to see um, NHL going back to ESPN. But let's look in, uh, looking at the standings board um, going into play tonight, not taking into account uh, results that, that occurred today. Tampa Bay leading the Central Division uh, with 36 points, sitting above Carolina. Um, Florida, I think, probably one of the surprises. They're only two points out of uh, first place in that division. Um, you know, Dallas Stars, a team that, that made a run last year, sitting down near down there near the bottom. East Division, New York Islanders leading Capitals in second, Bruins, Penguins uh, rounding out the top four. North Division, 
Uh, of course, the Canadian teams, Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal are your top four there. And uh, in the West, Vegas, St. Louis, Minnesota, Colorado are your top four um, in the West. Dave, we'll, we'll start with you uh, in the NHL. Is there a team, good or bad, that uh, has surprised you the most in the uh, first half of the year? I think uh, I think one of the ones that surprised me in a good way is uh, just how good Boston is again. I know you both love talking about Boston, so got to throw that one out there again. But they have been uh, pretty good, uh, you know, all aspects of the game, and uh, you know, trending in the right direction again and still, which is just uh, you know not 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 that uh, any of us really like to see it, especially with that little uh, rat running around the ice, but. Um, they've been trending pretty good. And I also, uh, I, I really like what I see out of this Colorado team. Again, not a, not a surprise or anything along those regards, but, uh, uh, do like those two teams so far this year with what I've seen, uh, uh, some, some interesting, you know, teams and such the wild have been uh, strong in some aspects, which is uh, kind of a surprise to some, uh, but they showed some, some, uh, poise last year towards the second half of the year, uh, COVID wise before that really stuck into place. But uh, just some interesting uh, little tidbits there. Yeah, Sean, how about you? Is there is there a team, positive or negative, that has that has kind of jumped off the page at you this year in the National Hockey League? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a couple here and there that, that are not, like, uber, uber surprising. Um, you know, one of them, you know, the Canadian division was, was as a division, I, I think, kind of surprising. Um, I, I expected some teams to really kind of pull away. Uh, it, it just kind of just seems to be this kind of muddled mass. Uh, and with the exception of like Ottawa, pretty much anybody has a shot. Um, the Flames would kind of be my surprise in that division as far as like, you know, what happened? Uh, I really thought the Flames were kind of poised to make a move. And we talked about how the Canucks uh, could be a team to kind of overtake that. And the two of them right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're on the outside looking in, but both are within five points of the fourth spot. I mean, neither, sure. neither are out of it by any means. It's the Canadians that have kind of uh, surprised me there. Uh, the biggest surprise for me, because it's not in the East, uh, the East has proven to be the toughest. It's been proven to be the hardest, and it's shaping up right now. The Flyers are on the outside looking in, but the top five are the five that I talked about and the five that you talked about. Yeah. It's like the same five. Uh, it's just we had them in a different order. I had the Penguins out and the caps in um but it's islanders caps penguins bruins flyers seem to be the five uh right now uh the big surprise to me probably of the whole league um and it's not a good one is the dallas stars i I, i'm pretty sure i had the stars in my top four uh at least for the um for the central um man they are miles uh currently sitting uh fourth place in that division is the chicago blackhawks with 31 points the dallas stars a distant seventh with 19 total points. Uh, only team worse than them in that division is the Red Wings by two uh, total points. When you only two points, ahead, <laughs> who are the, Red the Wings second worst team in the league? <laughs> those, yeah, it's it's not Detroit great. Red Wings. Um, the Lightning, I would count as a surprise. It's not an uber surprise because I, I obviously I picked them coming out of there. Um, but they, I mean, I knew they were going to be the dominant team in that division. Um, but it's, I mean, it's not close. Like, in my opinion, uh, Florida, the, the other Florida squad, uh, a few yeah, the hours Panthers, east, The Panthers are my, like, surprise they're a good super team. Surprise. You know, 34 really points. Good. 34 points. I mean, that that would put them tied for the best in the East. Second I currently place, showed them tied with Tampa Bay 
uh, at 36 points. Based so that on means the that, 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 that means they got to win today because this yeah. these were pulled before the games today. So as good as Tampa has looked, right? Florida's right there. Well, with and Florida was the last team to lose a game in re- their, their first game in regulation. So like 36 points that puts them top of their division in the Central. That going into today puts them at the top of the East, second in the West, or second in the North, and top of the West. Like, By the way, the top four teams in that division are 36, 36, Hurricanes at 35, Blackhawks at 31. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that that's a... Four teams over 30 points. But you get outside of those, then you're at 25 with Columbus, 22 Nashville, 19. 19 now, now, Dallas yeah. currently leading uh, the Blackhawks 5-1 to one after two, um, and then Detroit at the bottom. So, like... Their division that the, the top to bottom is is really. Which, by the way, Flyers won in a shootout tonight. Just want to throw that did out see there. That. that happened. Caps got the win in overtime. So like that's a division that's really spread out top to bottom. Um, you know the 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 East uh, kind of spread out a little bit uh, a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, the, the the Florida Panthers, my surprise in a good way. Um, my my surprise in a, in a bad way. Um, yeah, probably probably going to be those Calgary Flames you know they're a team that that I thought was was really going to put things together in the north um you know and man and, the Ducks are bad too yeah they're they're real bad they're real bad uh the Sharks below them unfortunately uh, for, for I think the back. Avalanche are a bit of a shock I mean they're in the playoff picture but the fact that they're they're not as dominant full, no yeah no they're I mean they're looking up at the wild the blues and the Knights. so that I mean that's a bit of a surprise as well so there, there's definitely plenty of them yeah, and you know it's it's obviously been a strange year. Um, you know Dallas. You know speaking to them being near the bottom. I know at the start of the year um, had a lot of uh, had a lot of COVID issues. Um, so maybe that played into to their slow start as well. Jake says he is uh, he's happy for Gritty. I'm happy for Gritty too. You know they got some fans back in the building, so uh, he gets to see some of his people there. Um, he feeds off the madness. He he certainly does. Uh, he didn't like that he was. Um, in an empty building for the first half of the year, but uh, um, you know, I, I like yeah, I agree with you, Sean, too. Is I think the East Division is is probably the the, the toughest um and, and and most competitive uh from top to bottom uh in, in the NHL. I, I you know you look at the rest of them, I think you're you're top heavy, and and those those teams are going to battle within themselves, um. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a dogfight um, in the East as expected with the uh, with the top five and and who ends up on the outside looking in. So as we we look to the second half of the season, um, Sean will will hit hit you on this one. This doesn't gonna not gonna switch up officially your your predictions from uh, the NHL preseason. But but if you had to give a uh, final four matchup, so you're do one from each, one from final each. four. So one from the central, one from the east, one from the north, one from the west. Um, who uh, who would you have facing each other? Um, or and maybe not necessarily facing each other because I think the seating bounces out. Right. But but who's your who's your final four teams? Man, it's it's tough because like I look at some, I think I had the Avalanche out, but right now it would be real hard to pick against uh, against Vegas. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put Vegas out. Uh, if I was picking now, um, I think I think the one that's that's gonna falter would be like Toronto, where it's like they're running away, but like, are they really? Like, once they, because I mean, the thing is, though, I guess you don't have to play anyone else. You just keep playing 
right until you're in the final four. You keep playing just your division. Well, yeah, because the, the first, the first two rounds, else. the first two rounds of the playoffs are on your division as well. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna take them. Uh, I'm gonna take Vegas. I'm gonna take Edmonton. I'm gonna take Philadelphia, who's not even in the top four because I have to. Of uh, and I'm gonna take uh, as 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 fun as it would be to pick Florida. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. I, I still, I, I until somebody proves me wrong, they, they just score too many goals, and Vasilevsky's probably the best, <laughs> like goalie. I mean, he's right now he's real good. Uh, you, you, like when you have a situation where it's hard to score against a team, and they could score six goals in a bunch at any time, you basically do what Pittsburgh did the other, uh, you know, several years ago, and, and you win a couple. That's just what happens. Uh, Champa Bay, I guess. I guess. Dave, Dave, who is your uh, who is your NHL Final Four? Unmute yourself. I bored him to death. (laughs) Yeah, I was falling asleep there, guys. I couldn't get the mute off. He's dead. Uh, Good thing I'm not on video tonight, eh? (laughs) Who's your Final Four, Dave? uh, We'll go uh, Boston. Gross. Florida. Okay. Colorado. Cute. And Canada is tough because I feel like uh, Lord Stanley can't let any of them win a playoff series. So I really don't know that uh, Canada doesn't just like explode or something. Right. Canada may have tricked us this year by not making it like a true player. Like you don't even, you only have to win one series. That's it. Well, What's going to happen is they're going to get their representative and then Canada's going to close the borders and they can't get out of the country. They can't get out. Well, that's what I say. Like, how is that going to – like, how is that going to – well, I mean, obviously in the first two rounds they would still play there, but I would assume after that the Canadian team is going to come south because I would assume – I, I feel you like by – the ju- one team. I feel like by it. June the border's still going to be closed. You're just, they're just going to have to move to a city um, that's not in the playoffs anymore. And just uh, and and I don't know that the NHL doesn't go to like a bubble type approach either for the for the they last could. four. I'm sure they will. For the last four, they they could. They probably should. Um, you know, le- you know, take it. Who from are you the... picking in Canada, Dave? We're gonna go with uh, who's you? You took Edmonton. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Montreal. The, the, the yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like offsets. I took the sleek pick, which which is what you were trying to do with the other three. Took the sleek pick, uh, but Montreal's a cute one too. Jake likes the Avs. I also like the Avs, but I'm pretty sure I have them in my preseason picks, so I switched it up now to just hedge my bets. Smart, smart. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Vegas out of the West. Uh, they were my Stanley Cup pick from the the beginning, so I'm gonna keep with them. Uh, Canada, you know what? Toronto doesn't get enough love. You know, everybody assumes they're gonna they're gonna choke. They look good. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say in ter- Canada they look great. Right, they just can't right. play U.S. teams. Apparently. Right, so, so they're they're gonna they're gonna cut they're gonna come they're gonna be the team that comes out of Canada. Um, oh, as much as I don't like this, Carolina in the Central. For some reason, they get to the playoffs and they more you know the last couple of years they just seem to give people problems. Uh, in the East, uh, I'm not I'm not confident enough in my Caps to go with them. Uh, certainly not going to say the Bruins. Certainly not going to fuck. I'll go the Islanders. It's going to be someone you hate. Yeah. I mean, I'll go with the Islanders because they're like my, the, the the least hated oh, option Islanders. at this point. Because I can't pick Boston. Breaking news: Boston's officially my number two, like most hated. Like 
and I was I was talking to Matt about this before our our wrestling podcast last week because like, look, I hate I I, I hate Philly because they're in the division, but like, I, I I struggle to find something like super hateable about the Flyers right now. Penguins will always There's not be, a lot to hate. Like, like I mean, beyond no. just like the history, that's right? About like, it. right? Like they're a division rival. I don't like them. But there's nothing hateable about the Philadelphia Flyers. Obviously, the the Penguins will always be my number one. But God, fuck Boston! Like I just, I hate them. They also wear black and yellow. It rolls off the tongue. Like it's it's so easy to say, just fuck Boston. Like it's just fuck it's Boston. that simple. Um, so they are now my number two uh, hated franchise in the very uh, hateable in the NHL. They're they're they have a great face of the franchise for being hateable. Absolutely, it's a fucking little rat. Little just rat, Marshawn. Just a stupid little rat. Um, but yeah, so I'll take the Islanders uh, out of the East. So those are my uh, the, those are my final four uh, in the uh, in the. If NHL. we're on the topics, if you have another topic, pitch it. But if not, I have a quick poll question for the two of you based on something I've discovered on social media. Uh, hit it, yeah, because I think Dave's going to give. His uh his players plays maybe uh in the close up, but but go ahead, Sean. Yeah, this is a, this is completely out there. It's NASCAR related, so neither of you have an actual investment in this. But it's it's prop. By the way, props to Bush Beer for doing this. I, I stumbled upon it. Bush Beer currently has voting in play uh, for to to name the series race in Kansas at the Kansas Speedway on May the second. Okay, and it's down to four candidates. You have to pick by vote uh, the 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 best name for the, for this the, the the NASCAR Cup Series race in Kansas. Uh, choice one, the Bush Latte 400. Uh, Bush Latte uh, 400. We have Nectar of the Cobs, C-O-B-S, 400. We have For the Farmers, 400. And we have Bushy McBush Race, uh, 400. <laughs> Bushy McBush Race. You're going with Bushy I'm McBush going Bushy Race. McBush race. I hey, like where, where are you sitting? I like that. I'm just picturing them announcing that race the whole time. The Bushy McBush Race. <laughs> Which, by the way, is going to run away with this. Nectar, Nectar of the Cobb yeah. is a close number two. You're going with that? I was a big fan of the Bush Latte. I don't know why. Uh, but, but yeah, Nectar of the Cobbs. But Bushy McBush race. <laughs> and then to be like an over-under bet in Vegas of like how, how many times in a 400-lap race can you get Bushy McBush race off the tongue? But yeah, they they've uh, they've thrown that in there. We're a big fan of the Bushy McBush race. So so as a podcast, we're voting for Bushy Mc, Bushy. Mc, oh man, Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. Uh, but Dave, did you give it? Did you actually give an answer besides just the humor of them trying to pronounce it? I'll, I'll side with you guys on that one. We go on Bushy. I, I All right, so I'll, I'll vote as a podcast. I'll go on to Bush Beer at the risk of being splattered with Bush related. Uh, advertisements. I will go on and I will vote once for our podcast for Bushy McBush Race. There you go. That's, okay. that's good. Um, yeah, Dave, before we close up, obviously players this weekend, uh, any uh, any interesting plays uh, to throw out there? Yeah, so I think uh, players is obviously the fifth major for, for the round of the world of golf here. So, uh, you know, you have 48 of the top 50 in the world, I think, are planning to play this week with uh, – Kepka and Tiger not present, and the other uh, 48 should be there. So it's a, a freaking loaded field. Um, Sawgrass is is tough 
from the standpoint that every year it seems like it's something different that uh, causes the winner to win from a stats-driven perspective. Um, Rory, when he won a couple years ago, did it with, with tee to green and was okay on the greens. When Webb Simpson ran away with an 18, he was uh, far and away the best on the greens. And it's so it's kind of interesting that, that any kind of style can play there. Um, another couple things I saw this week when looking into it a little bit, uh, Sergio Garcia has made the cut there 16 consecutive years, which is just insane. Damn. So that course obviously fits his eyes a little bit. But the one that I was really blown away with, and I think Justin Ray had this up, but uh, Jason Duffner. So of all guys, Jason Duffner has played uh, 17, 39 times in competition. 40 if you count last year. Has hit zero balls in the water. Wow. That's impressive. That's one of those like, and wow. you, know, you, you come out and you you come out and you hear wow. like Tiger Woods, like Tiger Woods has never hit one in the water. You'd be like, okay, but Duffner, come we're, on, we're, it's in his name, goddammit. <laughs> like, I know. Wow. So I'm not verifying wow. the accuracy. Of that, well, Tiger but, Woods uh, put a lot in the woods, so right. going ridiculous. That out there. Also, <laughs> my goodness. But uh, yeah, some some uh, interesting things are going into this. That uh, a lot of the big names are their last tournament they played. Uh, Rahm and, and uh, Dustin Johnson specifically both have been uh, were were over par for the, the event, uh, and so uh, their their forms in a little bit of question. The other thing that's kind of interesting is you have resurgence Jordan Spieth, which I just absolutely love. That's that's your favorite, um, Dave. Uh, I don't even know why I hate him, but I do. I don't know why. He- um, <laughs> <laughs> Jake's a big uh Jake's a big uh Jordan Spieth fan. So good. Buttonheads. <laughs> yeah, good. I love it. I, well, know, I can tell I can tell thought. Jake here loves uh Bryson DeChambeau as he says anyone but Bryson please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think uh you know I think uh one guy that's going to be interesting this week that's kind of flying under the radar for for you know I, I like to uh get some value on some guys is Justin Thomas. He's floating around the uh, close to almost 20 to one range with uh, he's falling significantly back. He played a couple bad tournaments in a row, uh, largely related to the death of his grandfather um, Mm -hmm. who was at every tournament uh, along with his father. So I think you get a little bit of value on JT. um, Plus you got, uh, you got one of the best uh, ball strikers, generally speaking. And I saw somewhere that uh, for the last uh, five or six years of the tournament, he's made, he's made the most, birdies at sawgrass over the course of tournament competition but he's also made the most bogeys so kind of an interesting balance there um but if he's hot he's got potential to run with it um for like a mid-tier guy uh one guy that i just can't get out of my head this week and i don't really know why is tommy fleetwood uh coming out uh, i think he's like 55 to 1 roughly and then for a uh for a long shot again uh, throw some lunch money on it because if it hits it'll be Great, but uh, for a long shot, uh, I really liked how Keegan Bradley struck the ball last week. And uh, greens aren't overly tough to putter on. They're not uh, super easy, but they're not overly tough. Um, so if he gets hot with the putter, he, he's he got potential to run away with it. One of the best uh, flat-out uh, TV green guys, but uh, more clueless than Jim is with a putter. So uh, if he gets a, a hot putting week somehow, he could uh, definitely run away with things. That's pretty But that's uh, those pretty are the, the three that I'm kind of uh, looking at this week here potentially, but uh, – some potential all around and uh, it should be a really good event. You got a lot of guys that are starting to really heat up, uh, hitting it well. And, uh, 
should be fun to watch as always. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things to do is always just to, uh, like on the computer or the iPad or something, just pull up the the 17 cam and just watch those guys put balls in the water all damn day. <laughs> and Because uh, it's uh, obviously the great equalizer uh, for there. So we are going to, uh, we're going to close it up here, guys. Uh, another good show in the books. Uh, Dave, let the uh, let the people know where they can follow you, and then we're going to get out. Yeah, we're at uh, at Huddle Up Dave, and uh, hope we could see uh, Jordy put some in the drink on 17 this week. I will not have a single cent on him, so uh, splash away. Sean, how about you? Where can the uh, the folks follow you at? Uh, well, as always, you can follow me at Sean Shine State. It's S H A W N Shine State. Uh, and we'll close out here with the Sean Shine statement, uh, which is a lot of things opening up, of course, here in Florida, but all across the country. We're opening a lot of sporting events up to limited fans. Uh, be excited about it. Go do what you have to do. Watch the teams you want to watch. But for the love of everything, be careful out there. Wear your mask. Uh, travel in small groups. Stay six feet apart when possible. Uh, let's not uh, start a super spreader nonsense uh, just to do it. That is your Sean Shine statement uh, for the week. I right, very good. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports, but of course, follow the show. We are at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Pod on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Also, check out our merchandise, whatamaneuver.net. Of course, you saw Sean with the shirt. We have the new property of line as well, so uh, some great designs there. Support the show and uh, get some great merchandise. Whatamaneuver.net uh, is where you can find that. Our home network, NGSC Sports. At NGSCSports.com, like you said, we're going to be moving. We're going to be sticking with the every other week sort of a thing. So we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Hope you uh, enjoy it and uh, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. Huddle Up Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app. That's arenaeats.app. For the ultimate fan experience, at your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?